Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with the Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today, and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 77, Staying Content. The natural order is like stretching a bow. The low bow gets pushed up high and the high tendon pulled downwards. When there's too much, it takes away. Where there's not enough, it fills. Nature strives for harmony all the time. Decreases where there's too much and increases where there is too little. But how opposite are the people and their behavior? The poor get poorer while the rich tend to get richer. But one who is wise realizes that possession is burglary to community. Therefore he disposes himself of that which belongs to the community. So only one who is wise is detached. He does what others ask him to, but nothing for himself, without taking credit for it. That's verse 77 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Anonymous. Next, let's break it down. This verse has three parts to it, and we'll take each part, one idea, at a time. So part one talks about the bow, part two talks about humans, and part three talks about what to do about it all. (laughs) Okay, so let's start with part one. Lao Tzu says that the natural order is like stretching a bow, and at first I was like, wait a minute, what do you mean? And I think the idea is that if we hold the thought of the bow actually being a spring in our minds, then this starts to make sense. Because when you pull it, 
Then there's all this potential energy that is expressed by kinetic energy when it's released. And when it is released, it goes back to the natural balance. And so I think Lao Tzu is telling us, hey, nature is like that. Like, you know, storms are representative of a bunch of energy getting balled up and then they express themselves and then they dissipate. Animal populations kind of do the same. But there is another animal that doesn't do that. At least insofar as we can observe. And can you guess who that would be? (laughs) Yeah, us humans. He basically says, in the second part, he says, for some reason, we as humans don't necessarily follow this rule of balance or this law of balance. And we think that if we do more, we gain more, we keep more, then we're somehow good. Now, admittedly, whenever we start out in life, it seems that, you know, we're all alone and we're cold, naked, and scared. And it seems that we need to get all we can to ensure our future security. But that's really not the way things are. At least that's what Lao Tzu is saying here, or my interpretation of what he's saying. It's that it only seems like we're alone. And if it only seems like we're alone, then that means that, well, that opposite must also be true, that we are actually not alone. We're connected. We're always provided for, in one way or the other, by the Tao. So, there's not necessarily any need to hoard things, to amass things in great quantity. And the reason is because we have all we ever need anyways. So, if part one's talking about the natural order, part two says, well, not so with humans. They're a little different. But it doesn't need to be that way. And if we're convinced that maybe it doesn't need to be that way, then we can look at part three. Part three says, okay, well, this is how you get around it. Lao Tzu says that the sage disposes himself of that which belongs to the community. Okay, so I feel like that basically means do stuff, give stuff, don't take credit, just give of yourself. And we're going to find a little later in, in the episode one of the quotes from the Hua Hu Ching that kind of echoes this sentiment. Actually, maybe I'm echoing the Hua Hu Ching sentiment. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. But when we freely give of something, we find that indeed it helps others, makes us feel good. But then usually when we aren't expecting it, it returns in greater quantity. Now, the trick is that when we give, it must be given freely. Otherwise, we don't receive that which comes back multiplied. Tricky stuff, the Tao and the universe. But I feel like with this verse, I'm kind of connecting with the Tao even a little more. And realizing that, hey, you know what? It might seem like I, by my human nature, my egotistic nature, run counter to the Tao. But the great, great news is that I can change that at any time.
So let's go ahead and summarize. This verse has three parts to it. And we talked about those being as part one, the bow, part two, humans, and part three, what to do about it. Now, let's put that back together. I'll read verse 77 again. The natural order is like stretching a bow. The low bow gets pushed up high and the high tendon pulled downwards. Where there is too much, it takes away. Where there is not enough, it fills. Nature strives for harmony all the time, decreases where there is too much, and increases where there is too little. But how opposite are the people in their behavior? The poor get poorer, while the rich tend to get richer. But one who is wise realizes that possession is burglary to community. Therefore, she disposes herself of that which belongs to the community. So only one who is wise is detached. She does what others ask her to, but nothing for herself, without taking credit for it. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering staying content. Number one is equilibrium. And number two is overflowing. Equilibrium. At first, it took me a little while to get the imagery about the bow here. The top coming down and the bottom coming up, more space and less space. And wait, how does that apply to the Dow? <laughs> now, I can picture in my head this back and forth motion of a spring because that's what a bow kind of is. It's a spring that stores and releases both potential and kinetic energy depending on its state. If not at rest, it is always wanting to return to its opposite until, of course, it finds the equilibrium point again. So now I get it and how it's like the Tao. The Tao is always in motion, always providing. How do I think I get what I need from the Tao? It's always somehow regulating energy flow. I mean, I don't think there's a dial or digital mechanism. I mean, it's totally analog. <laughs> but, it just, <laughs> but it just naturally behaves that way. Not so with humans, says Lao Tzu. No. We seem to like to keep the bow in a static state. Usually one that is excessive. I like the line where he says that humans take from others in need and give it to those who have too much. You know, the whole rich get richer and the poor get poorer thing. I mean, I don't like that fact because it's like, ew, yeah, we do that. But I do like the contrast here because it helps me to see myself more clearly. What other creature likes to store way more than they need? I googled around about this and found that there are some animals that hoard food supplies, but that's pretty much only for when times are scarce. There aren't like big squirrel parties where a bunch of squirrels show up with each other and pass around nuts on trays and have piles of nuts laying around that anyone can just eat because they're there. Foxes aren't like, yo, come over to my flower pots at this address and we'll, no, just the two of us, just you and me, 
We'll eat all these awesome little blue eggs I found. I mean, we can't eat all of them, you know. I've got eggs for days, fam. Some are blue, pink, brown. My favorite are the little blue speckled ones. You know, I got so many little eggs that I had to start building shelves to keep them from bumping into each other and cracking. <laughs> so, no, they don't do that. <laughs> but we do. And I guess my question for now is, why? Why do I feel the need to gather large quantities of things like food, toys, electronics, clothes, relationships, friends, status, certificates, all the things? I suppose the short answer is that as a human, I've spent about 40 years with the illusion that I was alone and not provided for. I mean, when I think about it, I wonder how I could not think like that. Like, I came out into the world cold, naked, and scared, and as I develop, it seems like I'm an individual because only I can experience my physical sensations. It's not until I begin to be open to sensing other energies that I can see the invisible Tao at work in my life. So I guess it's natural at first to think I'm alone and that I'd better provide for me because who else will? And it's super easy to get caught up in that reality. In fact, I'd say it was a default setting that over time and with the help of others, we can break out of. Like if we're goldfish, we need other people to help us realize that we're swimming in water because how would we know otherwise? So why do I feel the need to keep that bow stretched by gaining as much of whatever I can? My thoughts for now are because I have this thing called consciousness that at first I misinterpret as being all alone. It certainly is logical to think that I need to have as much of whatever if I'm alone. But when I start becoming aware of the Tao and allowing it to do its thing, which is provide... Then, I realize that hoarding things is silly, <laughs> mostly because there's no need. Sweet, so I'm good then? I don't have to save money for the future or make sure I'm not isolated? I could just sit there and let the Tao do its thing? Well, no, because as it turns out, we do need to energize the Tao for ourselves. We do need to be of service. We do need to take some sort of action mostly in helping other people and in self-cultivation. And that's how it seems we get what we need from the Tao. That's how, I think, we can allow it to provide. Overflowing. I like Brian Brown Walker's rendition of the Hua Ching that corresponds to this 77th verse. In chapter 77 of that book, it sort of follows the flow of the Tao Te Ching's ideas of springy energy always seeking equilibrium, with the exception being human tendency to not do that, and then encouragement for humans to seek the, quote, springy way. Only in the Hua Huching, the ideas flow like this. There's a difference between knowledge and wisdom, and when we place less importance on wisdom and more on knowledge, we begin to become dependent upon desires, emotions, and egos. But there is hope. We can reverse this. To begin, we must look within ourselves. And once we learn as individuals to connect with Tao, we begin to spread that influence to others. So I've paraphrased that a little bit. 
And this feels great. It's like a really nice extension of the last part of the Tao Te Ching's verse. The one that says that the sage takes no possession, takes no credit. And reflecting on how my relationships have changed since I began my conscious journey with the Tao, I can definitely see how they've improved. And here's the kicker, not because of any one thing I've set out to do. I've adopted different spiritual practices and have leaned into that whole introspection, meditation, and communication thing. And as Hua Ching Ni, one of the other authors that we've heard from in this podcast, promised, I've experienced and continue to experience the revelation of truth after truth as I grow into it. I'm starting to become aware of how when I allow myself to transform, I become a conduit for the Tao and I just naturally help others in different ways. This is reflected in the quality of relationships that I have, which is interesting. At home, I've become willing to be more vulnerable with my spouse. Now, instead of competing for her empathy and compassion, I open myself to her and find that I don't even need to ask for what I need. She intuitively knows. Caring for her in a meaningful way has also become easier and more impactful. At work, I get along with coworkers well enough so that if there are any current conflicts, I'm unaware of them right now. I'm quick to own my mistakes and I have found great degrees of forgiveness there. I thank folks for the opportunity to serve and they show me with their trust that they appreciate me. Now with friends, when I am open and vulnerable, I see that reflected back at me. I can tell by the look on someone's face or the way they breathe a sigh of relief after I've held space for them that I've been of service to them. Now, just to be clear, I am definitely not Mr. Dow. I am just another person on my journey, and like it says in every intro to every episode, I am not qualified to talk about any of this, mostly because... I am a flawed human. And for as much as I talk about all these cool things, I still find myself in a place where I need to practice them and consciously practice them and relentlessly practice them because, well, I find myself not practicing them. (laughs) I'm just sharing my experience with this verse. It seems to say to me to be the change that I want to see in the world. The Tao Te Ching shows me the way that works and why it works. And then the Hua Hu Ching puts it in a more human-centric way for me. I mean, I guess the main idea for me right now is that by continuing to cultivate myself, to continuing to practice, I get way more than I expected. I mean, at first, it was just to experience peace in my own mind, and that's why I was doing it. But then it was to have my mind blown on a regular basis when experiencing greater doses of reality or waking up in stages by letting go in stages. And now I'm coming to realize that by doing this, I'm able to start being aware of how I can channel the Tao's power to consciously create by helping others with my compassion, contentment, and humility. Wow. So let's stop there. To wrap up my experience with this verse today and considering staying content, I thought about two things. One, 
was equilibrium and two was overflowing. For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of staying content in this verse today. I feel like there are many ways we can practice this verse that we've uncovered in our journey together. I mean, this verse seems to be like an active practice of contentment. It says, hey, the Tao is always giving and returning, but not humans, we do it opposite. So, let's try to give without expecting anything in return. Now, to do this, we've explored practicing identifying desires and becoming aware of them. We have looked for times and situations when we are off-center and using that as a clue to show us where we need to look to come back to the path. So, you know, introspective stuff. And now I'm wondering, with humility, I found that I could practice remembering that I am not better than others, but I also found I could practice being fully present by owning my own humanity and setting healthy boundaries with people. So now I'm thinking about how I can practice contentment in those two ways. I feel like I've got that first way inside my awareness now. Finding desires, moving towards center, that sort of thing. I'm going back to that Hua Ho Ching chapter. The last lines say, Freely and spontaneously releasing one's divine energy, one constantly transcends complicated situations and draws everything around one back into an integral oneness. And that's from the Brian Walker edition, published by Harper Collins and copyrighted in 1992. Let me say that one more time. The last lines say, Freely and spontaneously releasing one's divine energy, one constantly transcends complicated situations and draws everything around one back into an integral oneness. I can see this as the active part of contentment in a way. Giving freely, not taking credit. Only, here's the thought. Maybe at home, at work, and with friends, I already do this. Perhaps. I'm just not aware of it. Perhaps I'm busy allowing my subconscious to tell me how I should interpret people and events. And perhaps my mind is taking those conclusions and saying I should be heard, be productive, or be popular. Perhaps if I were aware that I was helping others just by being there with them and bringing my authentic self, I could consciously be allowing the Tao to give freely of me to those who need it the most. So to be honest, this is actually just a new thought that has just come up for me. Yes, there's being of service. There's allowing the Tao to show me where I can help out when the appropriate opportunities arise. But maybe there's also an active way to serve by consciously choosing to allow the Tao to move through me. I could be content to let things emerge from me for others, just making my essence available for the Tao for its use. Practically, I suppose it would be very simple. In meditation, I could ask the Tao to show me ways to be of service. I can also say something like, I make myself available for the Tao's use and service to others. I've tried this simple phrase in some situations, and I've seen feedback from unexpected corners. It's pretty cool, so I would encourage you to try it too. 
So that's a good stopping point for today. Thank you for considering how we can apply the principle of staying content with me today. To close out this episode, I will leave you with a final reading of verse 77 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Anonymous. The natural order is like stretching a bow. The low bow gets pushed up high, and the high tendon pulled downwards. When there is too much, it takes away. When there is not enough, it fills. Nature strives for harmony all the time, decreases where there is too much and increases where there is too little. But how opposite are the people in their behavior? The poor get poorer, while the rich tend to get richer. But one who is wise realizes that possession is burglary to community. Therefore, she disposes herself of that which belongs to the community. So only one who is wise is detached. She does what others ask her to, but nothing for herself without taking credit for it. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.